Hello everyone. In today's episode, I would like to share a quote from Daring Greatly, a great book by Brené Brown, and it goes as follows. When we stop caring about what people think, we lose our capacity for connection. When we become defined by what people think, we lose our willingness to be vulnerable. If we dismiss all the criticism, we lose out on important feedback. But if we subject ourselves to the hatefulness, our spirits get crushed. It's a tightrope, shame resilience is the balance bar. And the safety net below is the one or two people in our lives who can help us reality check the criticism and cynicism. So, for me, I used to be a teacher for about eight years and I taught different levels from kindergarten all the way to high school and even to uh, adult and I heard a lot of stories and a lot of um, uh, anecdotes from my students my co-workers my principal uh, principal of different schools and usually it's the same situation but two or three different versions of the story and each person would latch on one word or one sentence that they become so focused on and so fixated and they feel defensive over that or in denial or outraged or just not happy about it and many time and quite often um there is quite the frustration, the resentment, the um, the just not being happy because they literally misunderstood and based their judgment and based their decision on that miscommunication or that misunderstanding. So I think for me, um, I do believe it's important to receive criticism or feedback or opinion and just have an open heart to kind of hear what other people thoughts or opinion but at the same time as this quote is saying it's very very important to keep that sensitive balance between preventing yourself from being stuck in a bubble because you're just blocking anything that comes your way and from being overwhelmed with sensations and just because you're always listening and following what other people are saying or believing the criticism that you receive and altering your life and lifestyle or decisions or hopes or dreams to follow and uh, in the steps of that opinion or that voice that comes from the outside words and naturally become your inner voice as well so this tightrope is really important to reflect upon from time to time and for me personally and from like from my personal experience it's changeable it's not a tightrope or a delicate balance that you achieve once and that's it and it stays for life i think it's very hard to find and it's very hard to maintain And usually the maintaining part is even the um, 
extremely difficult because as we grow older, more people come in our life. We become usually responsible of more people, uh, whether we build our own family or we have just more responsibilities that come our way. So we naturally kind of live for other people one way or another, be it in a very like direct way and inevitable way like having kids or being a caregiver for someone else or being financially responsible of a household and so on or being in like indirect way whether at work you're leading a group um, or you are kind of responsible of a project or over supervising something at um, that was handed to you so having this checkpoint it's very important and I think for me in order to achieve this delicate balance and maintain it and reduce as many gaps and cracks in the communication as possible is first starting at knowing yourself your values and what you want um, increase your vocabulary I think this is very uh, simple and direct but many people overlook that they don't know how to express themselves they don't know how to articulate their thoughts they become stuck so what's the fastest way you lash out you scream you cry you shout you laugh hysterically you blame someone else so it's very delicate and very sensitive and many people would kind of um, maybe the fastest or the quickest reaction would be denial or no I don't do that or no other people do that but if you really sit down with yourself and kind of reflect on where you at at the level of expression do you really express your thoughts very well or do you think you try to do that and you stutter maybe um, the words get stuck um, you don't know what's the right word to use um, you misjudge the um, place or the timing um, so your advice or opinion um, or your thought comes out the wrong way and sometimes we say things that we don't mean and I think it's very true and very common especially in like personal relationship and people we we love and they love us back because uh, usually things come out of love not very well thought of and um, me personally included I've been in like many personal situation where I said things that later on I was like what the heck was I thinking like I didn't mean that I didn't mean it this way I meant it one two three so but what happened next is people don't follow up on that conversation it's like they swipe it under the rug it's like it's done in the past let's move on but what happen often is another situation might arise with the same person and all these 
past old resentment and frustration and misunderstanding they just come out of nowhere and in some cases if the person did not do do any like reflection or growth or kind of thought about their past behaviors most likely another miscommunication another misunderstanding and and this time it will be bigger and it will be worse and it might lead to even more friction and more gap and surprisingly and interestingly um, people don't understand why this happened and I hear it a lot and I see it a lot Um, having now worked in uh, the media and communication department uh, for the past two years the core the core responsibility of my job is connecting people but the amount of wrong information I receive and the amount of miscommunication that happens in a chain of email um, is mind-blowing it's stunning like sometimes I laugh about it of course I'm laughing about it now but when it happens and I have a deadline or I submitted a proposal and then it's like completely wrong or I spent hours doing copywriting and like uh, writing a concept and writing like submitting all these reports and then it's like uh, I completely missed the point because I was told differently or I understood differently or uh, like a recent a recent happening or accident happened um, the director gave me a task and this task was very important for um, to basically apply for this another institution so there is like tight regulations how to apply and you have to fill out this uh, uh, online form and you submit all these kind of specification uh, of like PDF, uh, picture format, and all the declaration form and signature. So it's like quite the ordeal that you need to submit from A to Z. And I was told the deadline is like after two days or three days. So I had a lot of things already piling on me. So I made this task a priority. And I really like was stressed over it and like I squeezed my time and I canceled a lot of things to just focus on it. Only to discover that A, the deadline was communicated to me wrong. B, my friend and co-worker was told the same task but in a different manner. She was asked to apply for the same institute but internally and she would like just compile all the information in one pdf file and send it to the email and then work on the invoice and payment and see which is like (laughs) the biggest shocker for all of us is like when the director handed the tasks to me and to my other friend um, she did not get the final approver approval that we apply for this institute and we pay that institute 
so after three four days of like working really really hard on this and like stressing and just like a lot of communication back and forth i discover or we both discover me and my coworker, that we are working on the same thing without us knowing we were giving wrong deadlines we were giving um misinformation about the application and it's not approved so what happened is we both got really frustrated and we had a lot of resentment and it's like how did that happen why did that happen why did she ask you why did she ask me we wasted this blah 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 and we went back and forth me and my coworker, and it's like why what's the point what's the purpose and the thing is i think a lot of this resentment and frustration would have gone away if a simple apology or explanation of why the task was distributed in that way and why the task was given in the first place without any confirmation of real participation and approval from the higher up. So the thing is, we got stuck apologizing to the institution and we did not receive any apology um from the director so it stayed like this um anxious anxiety anxious like resentment and like frustration and it um you can see it and feel it in the office without receiving any proper kind of communication about how this happened why did this happen and how we can avoid that so we did not discuss any solutions so far instead we were um, we receive just new task and life is like goes back to normal it's like here's your new task here's the uh, required uh, reports or feedback on ABC and it's like none of that incidents was mentioned it's like it didn't even happen <laughs> and I think a lot of managers and uh, director don't understand or they overlook is the importance of accountability and it's not just being a director or a manager I think just being in a position or a situation where, where you voiced out your opinion or you gave your feedback or you uh, communicated that uh, criticism then you are by default responsible and hold accountable of what you said or what you shared and I think it's very important because especially now in this online era where a lot of people share their opinion from behind their screens and they um, find it easy to just write these hateful comments or negative opinions um, and they think they are not accountable or they cannot be held accountable or they are not responsible and this is just something out of their chest that they took out and uh, passed on their resentment or frustration or the negative feedback and that's it no this is where the miscommunication gets bigger and uglier and worse and 
And instead of people coming together to find a solution and solve a problem, they come together to fight even more, to argue even more, to pass blame back and forth, and just live in this vicious cycle of of hate and negativity. And then they have uh, they are confused about their um, drained energy and um, feeling tired or fatigued or in a in a stress mood all the time. Um, and lack of creativity and all of this kind of by default consequence of these words. So for me, as a writer as well, uh, I I truly have been like a long believer in the power of words. And I always say it. I said it as a teacher. I said it as a, a writing coach. I said it as a media and communication manager. Words have power. And I think the um, uh, beautiful quote by, um, by Lau. Let me just get the name right. So the beautiful quote goes as follow. Truthful words are not beautiful. Beautiful words are not truthful. Good words are not persuasive. Persuasive words are not good. And I think this, like these quote of wisdom that we hear a lot, uh, another one like a man's character may be learned from the adjectives which he um, habitually uses in conversation. And another one, fill your paper with the breathings of your heart. And this is a quote from the poet William Wordsworth. And if you have time, please check his um, daffodil. It's like one of my favorite poems. It's very beautiful and very kind of... Um, it takes you on a, another journey. Um, but going back to the choices of words that we make, and many of these uh, quote that has a lot of wisdom or um, advice or gentle advice, I would say, um, people take them sometimes literally. So here when he's saying truthful words are not beautiful and beautiful words are not truthful, it doesn't mean that you have to use ugly words and hateful words. No, but it means that when you receive a criticism or a feedback or an opinion, you might be hurt and no one is denying this part and no one is kind of canceling this hurt part. But it means also that this hurt is just for a specific time. It's not there to last. It's there to either nudge you or wake you up or trying to tell you to let's find a solution. So it's not there to kind of keep you down or make you depressed. And same with good words are not persuasive. Persuasive words are not good. It doesn't mean that you have to curse or you have to use bad words for you to be a persuasive person. No. If you read any negotiation book or blog or if you hear... um, Google any kind of like um, ex-FBI negotiation director, um, Navy SEAL negotiation director, and listen to them how they talk, how they command the room, how they uh, 
um, use their voice and tone and the words, the vocabulary they use. Um, and I think it's true when the other quote is saying, a man's character may be learned from the adjectives. So adjectives um, a part of speech that is very important and very descriptive. And usually we tell in writing classes that um, you really have to carefully choose your adjective because they transform your story, your imagination and the imagination of the reader. So he can feel, he can touch, he can taste, he can um, look the way you are looking at the character or the story or the situation. So people might take it up far when they hear, oh, I have the right to criticize, I have the right to give feedback and opinion that translate to, I have the right to curse, I have the right to be racist, I have the right to be uh, resentful or pass on my resentment and my negative emotions. And I think the distinction is very important to make and the distinction is very important to to notice and observe and kind of where you put a stop and reflect on um, how you say things, when you say things. I think a good exercise would be to kind of from time to time to sit down by yourself um, uh, in that, like at the beginning we said we don't want to live in a bubble, but at the same time we have to kind of be comfortable with ourselves when we sit alone to reflect. Remember the last conversation you had. What were the words you chose to say? Who is that person? Is he a loved one? Is he a friend? Is he or she um, a co-worker, a director, a manager, a stranger on the street, um, a stranger on the internet? Um, when did you say that? Why did you say that? And have this reflective moment not to become obsessed with your past conversation, but to learn and grow from them. We always want the communication to solve a problem, to strengthen a relationship, to improve a situation. We don't want the aim of a communication to be the opposite. Um, and I think it's true if you look at like many of the divorce cases, many of the people who quit their job, many of the um, students who... Uh, cause troubles or they're labeled as like troubled kids Um, many of the teenagers who um, like cause problems um, often when we look deeper it goes back to the communication what was the communication back then what is the communication at the moment is the communication you are having is causing you um, is causing gaps in your relationship is causing cracks in your relationship or is it helping you build a stronger and healthier foundation and building on and moving on and it doesn't mean having a healthy or a strong or uh, a good communication is that you will not have different of opinion you will not have disagreement you will not have as we said, some sort of pain or hurt in the process. 
But having this intentional communication and having this intention with the words that we use will help you along the way to overcome things of moving forward in a healthy way. So this is the important part where it's very simple, it's very direct, but it's usually overlooked. So it's not about how smart you are, how um, what's your position at work or what's your position uh, in, at home. Uh, and everyone is accountable. I believe in this, um, in terms of communication, in terms of like, who's responsible of a better communication? For me, the answer is everyone. Everyone is accountable regardless of their age because it's teachable skill. It's not something that um, some people are born with and some people are not. No, I don't believe that's true. I believe it's very, very learnable skill and very teachable. And you can improve it, you can practice it, you can reflect upon, uh, you can pass it on from one generation to another. So you can easily choose words um, such as lame or loser or stupid, or you can easily choose more specific words to describe what you are feeling or describe how this notion came to uh, mind. And you can also always ask for um, a better timing if you're not feeling well to have a difficult conversation so it's always give and take but I think people tend to overlook this and choose the um, the shortcut thinking that this will um, finish finish the finish the problem quickly but what they're not aware of in most scenarios that the problem will become bigger the communication gap will be even bigger um, so I think the main kind of message is to reflect upon your communication status at the moment whether you're a boy a girl a man a woman um, a parent um, a lover a friend a co-worker a director a manager Everyone can be a leader in terms of better communication and everyone can be responsible in terms of enhancing the communication and you can take the first step. You can um, have the first thought about, okay, maybe it's time to fix this in a way that I need to change my vocabulary, I need to change my tone, I need to think of a better location to start this conversation. I need to maybe check if the timing is right for both of us because, and I think this is a good metaphor to look at it. I think communication is like a tango dance. They say it takes two to tango. And I think that's very true because it's back and forth. It's like pull and push. It's this dynamic between two people to um, minds to very distinct minds it's not um, a copy paste um, dynamic it's not 
what I say, it's what you are going to say, and what I think, it's what you are going to think, and what I feel, it's what you are going to feel. It's obviously not that, but often people act as if it's this scenario. So I think the take on this is be kind, be patient, learn from your mistake, don't be hard on yourself, don't be hard on someone else just because you're having a bad day. And I think words are powerful, so think before you speak. This is kind of the oldest advice in the book, but um, (laughs) people don't listen to that. Um, So I think, as Lillian Hillman said, I like people who refuse to speak until they are ready to speak. So just be intentional and mindful um, and ready to speak. Because once the words are out there, you can't take it back. And with that, I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you're having a good day and a wholehearted day. And please leave feedback and love this episode. And if you want different content, if you want different topic about communication, connection, finding courage to be who you are, say what you think and live wholeheartedly, please contact me anytime and leave your suggestions. Thank you.